the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. The good, the bad, and the Boucherian. And folks, you're listening to the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. So it's like, how do you make music and post it and all that? So this guy told me, get an iPhone. <laughs> get an <laughs> iPhone. So the first this step. is me. Press it, Kaza Kukuza. Yeah, so yeah, I dropped for Ribi. The reception was good, but I felt as in every time I go back to listen to it, I was like, and you guys are just, they're just there to support me. They didn't tell me the truth because that song was disgusting. It's your boy Billy back at it with another episode. Hope you guys are keeping well, keeping safe amidst the pandemic and things are going well on your side as they are on mine. And today my guest in studio is Ian Magoma, aka Sam Muggs, an artist, a musician. And today he'll be telling us all about his art, his craft, how it all started, where it is right now, what are his big dreams, what he thinks about the current state of the music industry in kenya yes, so I, first i want you to tell me mm-hmm. why your passion for music stemmed from and when you started when you knew you had talent mm-hmm. in music and when you started actually actualizing your talent in music oh, yeah. uh, i started uh singing when i was in primary <laughs> actually it all started back when we're doing the children's choir back in church if you remember mm-hmm. hey uh-huh you remember, we used to be yeah. there singing, amplifying. It used to be fun. Then, Nikaingia mm-hmm. boarding classics. This is me. You know, I was picked to, what's it called, lead uh, lead singer in the cultural festivals and all that. So, they were me, me, to dance, you know. Eh, what if I... <laughs> you uh-huh. know? After that, uh, I stopped. I took a break. Okay, I started to a break. Like, I joined in uh, high school. So after joining high school, there was no singing. There was no, okay. Like our high school wasn't into many extracurricular activities other than sports. Mm-hmm. So from, from two, from three, this is me chilling with my friend, Misada. Then Kiasi Misada drops a song. And I'm like, eh, hey, bro, you know, I can also sing, yeah? Then it's uh-huh. like, okay. Um, what do you want to know? So it's like, how do you make music and post it and all that? So this guy told me, get an iPhone. <laughs> get an <laughs> iPhone. So the first this step. is me. <laughs> you must get an iPhone. <laughs> you must get an iPhone. Why uh-huh. an iPhone? Because it has the app called GarageBand. That's how he used to make his music and post it from there using uh, DistroKid. It was a whole process. This guy started way before. So this is me. I'm trying to learn because I'm like, bruh, if I could make music and post and the whole world could listen, that would be so cool that I'm in Watatu and people are listening to Ian Magoma, you know? That would uh-huh. be so dope. So yeah, pressure, pressure, pressure. Kiasi kiasi, nikapata iPhone. But I got uh, the iPhone in first year now. <laughs> but uh-huh. until then, I used to, what's it called? During the holidays. 
uh, like one weekend, I'd go all the way to Misada's house. Then after reaching Misada's house, we'd record on his phone. <laughs> get, like we'd uh-huh. record on his phone, serious, serious recording. Then that's when he dropped our first jam called Fame. You remember Fame? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. try and pick up the phone. Yeah. Then after that, everyone I love that loved song. it. Yeah. Everyone loved it, and I was like, "That's eh. Nikona Potential." Potential. Uh-huh. So after he taught me, gave me all the YouTube links to you know how to learn and how to sing and record your era. I went solo now. After that, I started. Now that's when I dropped my uh, first track, which was Waridi. You remember Waridi? Yeah. Waridi That's when I dropped my first that's track. That's when who it was dedicated to. Ah, so yeah, I dropped Waridi. The reception was good, but I felt as in every time I go back to listen to it, I was like, and you guys are just they're just there to support me. They didn't tell me the truth because that song was disgusting, you know. Why do you feel so? bad? I feel like the mix okay, the mixing was bad. Tranzi Apple. There was no coordination in my, you know, my tone and everything. Like, really? It looked too full. Okay, if you after this, I'm going to listen to it again. Uh-huh. Listen to it, then listen to these songs that are gonna come. Like, just listen to my recent. You can even compare it to painting. Then uh-huh. you listen and hear the difference. Like, equal loud. There's no harmonization. There's nothing. You get look what two vibes. I took my phone, recorded. Make a part of beat YouTube, boom, make a post. Mm-hmm. So then after that, with more practice, consistency, I learned and grew in this particular industry, hoping that someday the whole world will hear Samags, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, oh yeah. So that's also where the, the name Samags came in. I was like, hey, if I mix Ian Magoma and Samags, I mean, if I make, uh, if I stick to Ian Magoma, because some of the songs you know featured people and everyone has the type of sound and how they sing uh-huh. some people what's it called include vulgar language and some don't so it's like so that's when i came up with the stage name some marks to differentiate your magoma and music makes sense but can you really differentiate it like for example if i'm your employer and i'm to check your social media no. presence uh-huh. Yeah, now, now after some time I came to realize, you see, it's my art. Yeah. So if you take it wrongly, that's on you. But for me, mm-hmm. I make it as a part of extra, like a hobby. It's a hobby for me. You see, there people have golf, people have basketball, people have dancing. That's yeah. my hobby, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my language when it comes to, you know, that's my art. Yeah. So ukianza kuichukua negatively at eh this guy is a is a mkora. That's what, that's not me basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's your interpretation of me. But yeah. I'm still the Ian Magoma, the lovable young man. Young yeah. handsome man. Yes sir. Hey, ladies on the podcast. Yeah, hey. <laughs> that yeah, in fact, now that you've brought mm-hmm. that up, um talk to me a bit mm-hmm. about even the music industry where obviously for some of us growing up, probably in a SDA or let's even say Christian background, yeah. when you think about music, obviously you're made to think about it from a negative light. So for you, mm-hmm. how do you try to differentiate that or unlearn that, if if at all, 
that music is not shouldn't be seen in that way and obviously maintaining your image of because uh, i know again you don't drink so and i know obviously yeah. this industry sometimes requires even when you're socializing sometimes people want you to do those things so for you how do you like stand firm and uh different um, yourself from that that stereotypical way of seeing the music industry and podium music first of all the part for drinking yeah mm-hmm. uh when i entered uni <laughs> it was so normal like you know yeah all around me like you see the way uh primary high school you're growing eh drugs and buyer you know yeah uh people are doing these things eh out in your bar your bar but when you in gear uni you get to see eh, you know it's so normal among your yeah. peers and you're like hey apana so basically how to control yourself uh and avoid all this it's just self control and sticking to your you know your principles basically like if it's a no it's a no and if it's a yes it's a yes so for me it's all self control and knowing where i come from <laughs> yeah you see if you know if you know whose house you live in that's just scary <laughs> That's scary. There are some uh, things you just can't do, even even when you leave that particular house. You just go without fear, like, "Papana, I can't do this thing." So, mm-hmm. me knowing where I come from and having that self control has helped me all through to uh, avoid entering that particular path of drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that uh, you know people have their different. Uh, you know thoughts on drinking and all that but if you drink you drink if you don't drink don't drink but i highly advise not to drink and not to do drugs mm-hmm. but what yes. for you apart from fear what would motivate you not to drink why would you tell me uh, not to drink mm-hmm. what would be the reason for me not to drink if my parents don't make me fear drinking um first of all why are you drinking transit up what mm-hmm. do you gain from that particular drinking mm-hmm. so far from what i've heard uh, from my peers uh, they say it makes them feel nice so what i always ask them you can't feel nice without drinking if so then that's a mentality you created mm-hmm. you don't need to drink to feel nice or to be happy it's yeah. a mentality that has been created over time and installed in your brain and mm-hmm. you see the brain is a powerful weapon <laughs> if you choose a particular thing and make it a habit then it will stick so that's that's how I've managed to avoid all this like i don't need to drink to be happy or to dance you know to kunyanga then that's when they're like ah now let's dance and yeah. like, hey, maybe soon you know may i just take energy drink or so then i'm still okay <laughs> yeah. let's dance you know like you don't need mm-hmm. to drink So that motivates me like I don't need to drink or to do any particular drug to be happy or to escape or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why also my music comes in. My music uh-huh. helps me escape that. Music mm-hmm. makes me feel nice, you know. Mm. So that's how I've been able to avoid and that's my motivation. I don't need to drink to be in a particular position. I'm and okay just the... the way I am. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
And for the former question about uh, music and Chris come from a Christian background and all of that. Because I had a guest uh, also. Just... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also sorry, talking about sorry. the same thing where for her, it, it was initially very hard to differentiate that, especially coming from a point where you're always told and music is always demonized. So for you, yeah. what is your mm-hmm. thought process around that? Um, huh. I'll just go back to the art part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like someone doing forex trading. What cons- they'll be considered that they're gambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to them, they're good at it and they're not doing any gambling. They're just trying to, you know, play with numbers and make money. You get? Mm-hmm. For me, it's the same with music. Like, I'm just trying to escape and feel good about making music. I don't like do like uh, 70% or 90% of the things I think uh, I, I sing basically. But yeah, it's just art <laughs> for me. Uh-huh. Like even if you listen to my music, you'll be like, hey, this guy's dangerous. But we can listen to anyone. You know, like it's just playing with the words and making it fun and people enjoying and you enjoying. As long as you enjoy it, people will enjoy it. You know? mm-hmm. So that's how I get to differentiate it. Like I don't like mixing at you because I've said this and that in this song. I'm going to hell, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure God appreciates my art. I'm sure. Because he's the one who blessed me with this sound. Others are a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, I mean, I keep the Sabbath day holy, you know. I go to church. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I it's not even about going to church, like I'm always faithful and loyal to God. So it's not even about if you know your God, you do what you know is right according to Him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even that, what is the inspiration behind your song? So if you don't do most of the things you write, so what inspires your songs? How do you tell the stories in your songs? Actually, there are most of the songs, yeah. The mm-hmm. <laughs> real life stories. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh okay, my best example in Akwanga painting. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I saw this pretty lady and yeah, that's why I came up with the song. So this song is basically a way of communicating to that lady who I've never seen again ever since I saw her. But yeah. Hey. I've never seen that lady again. And you're like, wow. You know, like yeah. when you're in Tao, you see this pretty lady you've never seen in your life, but deep down you're like, never did remember, but you never see them again ever in your life. Yeah. It's the same case. So they're basically stories. At the same time, some of them are <laughs> heartbroken uh, stories. And yeah, we also have family. Family came from a point where I was like, wow. I have a really strong support system and I'm grateful for family because I realized sometimes water can be thicker than blood. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, friends, there's some friends I've made, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been closer closer to me than family. Mm. In particular instances or in most instances. Like, let's say like Miss Ada, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. 
okay from my analytics people from Kisumu, Mombasa you know like people have had me in Kenya so now the goal is not even East Africa the goal is what the world the world mm-hmm. exactly so I'm done with being had locally let's expand to international wars you know I mean? mm-hmm. yeah yes sir yes sir. so even that um mm-hmm. uh even so for some of so, so for your songs now yes the lyrics do you integrate a bit of kiswahili or do you have some songs in kiswahili if you purely or since you want to mm-hmm. go international you don't incorporate um swing your songs so that it can resonate probably more with the international audience vis-a-vis just resonating with uh kenyans or people who understand kiswahili uh, and so two cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Do you need to tell me why why do you think painting blew up? Why was painting your best song in terms of receivership from your listeners and from as you said Kenyans all over? Uh why painting blew up? It's because I feel many people relate to the song. Many people have been where I was People mm-hmm. have gone somewhere, they've met a particular lady and they've tried to shoot their shot that's number mm-hmm. one number two it was a swahili song who wouldn't, who wouldn't love a swahili afro song uh-huh you know as long as it's vibey relatable and connects with people relates with people i think yeah you you've you know you've locked yeah. your listeners into the jam so for most of my songs if not all I try mix Kiswahili and English. Because mm-hmm. even if it's to the world, what's the point of being heard all over the world in English? Yet, you know, it's so... I mean, who doesn't know English? You know, English is an international language. So I know yeah. it with Kiswahili, such that people all over can also appreciate the Kiswahili. A good example is Saudi Soul. You remember that song? Uh, I think I fell in love too much. Eh? You know? yeah. I think I fell in love too fast. I'm only too much. Too fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, it went global. Was it in English? No. It was in Kiswahili. But it vibed with everyone. Mm-hmm. Vibed with everyone. From the dance to the vibe, from the, you know, many people mm-hmm. related to it, even if they didn't know what, what the song was saying. It's like yeah. listening to a Korean song, you know, mm-hmm. or a French song, as long as it's vibey, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So my goal is to be heard internationally. And so my for you, you, you believe that even though songs are in Swahili, there's still potential for them to oh, lo- go oh, global. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. I mean, look at the Nigerians, what the Nigerians are doing in a Bonaboy. Bonaboy uh-huh. has shows every week. If you check his socials, this guy has shows every week. And most of his songs are in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get, it just shows yeah. you that you can be appreciated no matter what language you're singing in. You get yeah. as long yeah. as people love what you're doing and they enjoy the vibe from the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk to me a bit you about mm-hmm. uh that disparity between even the Kenyan first talk to me about the Kenyan industry, music industry, and two talk to me about the disparity between the Kenyan music industry and the Nigerian music industry because I've been seeing that there, as you said banner has shows every week doing tours mm-hmm. all over and uh, mm-hmm. 
I, I've seen that the space in Nigeria is more accommodating, that the artists rise faster, are paid probably better. So yeah. what is it that Nigerians are doing that uh, Kenyans are not doing? Or for Niger- what is mm-hmm. them? Uh-huh. For Nigerians, they support their people. Mm-hmm. It's all from the support. If, let me tell you, if every single Kenyan, Angesema, I'm that guy, I will definitely be that guy, not just locally, but also the whole of Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, Ukikuza Kenya, you'll know Magoma is that guy. Because the whole country, or majority of the, you know, music lovers support that guy. Uh-huh. That's number one. It's only the support support system. And people appreciating their art. I feel in Kenya, we're yet to get there. Not many people appreciate what us, the artists, are doing out here. Mm-hmm. Get. Or rather, not even appreciate, make an effort to find out what us, the artists, are doing out here. People just listen to Gengeton, then they, you know, they say Kenyan industry is what? Gengeton. But there's some people out here trying to do more than that. Trying to, you know, people actually have amazing music. Amazing music. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have mm-hmm. our own, you know, uh, we have our own Billie Eilish. <laughs> we have our own Khalid. We have our own, you know, Justin Bieber. We have our own everything. It's just that people are not paying attention to what us, the local artists, are doing. Mm-hmm. So number one, our support. Number two, you know, interest. Uh-huh. Number three, how did Bonaboy get a global scene? It also comes from <laughs> the management that particular artist has. If your management mm-hmm. is down to, you know, help you grow and push beyond limit to just see you grow, they'll get you out there. You get yeah, yeah. And your marketing team. So if you want to grow, you know, your management and the interest from the local community and at the same time, the support. Yeah. Yes. So I feel for Kenyans, even from the pay, you can see it's all the management. As you can see, many, many artists are falling out because of their management. You get Mm-hmm. Like the management was after money. Then once they've made that particular money, they drop off the guy. So people are left stranded. Yeah. So if you have a good management, again, a good example, Saudi Soul, you know, they got mm-hmm. to be signed by what's the whatever that record label. It's because of their management. You get mm-hmm. it's the push and if you know what you're doing in this industry, personally, I'm an independent guy, but I have a management, of course. It's not the most professional management because it's my friends, but there's a reason why I picked those particular people. I have one who deals with the, uh, with the promotions and getting my name out there. I have another one who deals with my social media. Then the other one deals with the official documents, like you know, creating contracts and all that. You see, so with that, I formed my management. It's just having the right people behind you who, and these particular people always push me. You know, if they see an opening at a particular event, those guys who will go there and be like, yo, Magoma, if you're available and you have nothing to do, to try these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Or they'll reach out, then come back with the feedback. Are you comfortable with, you know, working with yeah. these particular people? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the management. So for Kenyan artists, yeah, all I can tell them is this. Get the right people behind you. Have money. <laughs> or rather have at least capital to market yourself if you don't have a particular management. Because if you want to put your name out there, it requires a lot of marketing. A yeah. lot of marketing. And marketing is not free. From ads to, you know, paying people to just repost you and all that. It's not an easy journey. But if you're really passionate in this, you better go out there. Or you can be lucky. Make one good song that will blow up, you know, without you paying anyone. You know, you can be lucky and just blow all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. Yes, sir. So I just love the point about marketing because guys don't understand the power of marketing spelling music. Because even for mm. the biggest artists in the world, they have the to do market. a lot of marketing. A lot of it. As well, at, there's uh, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Go ahead. There's a, fr- there's a friend of mine who's telling me how the international, okay, American artists do it. Like they go to this particular record label, then they agree with this particular record label for you to. There's a way you have to appear in this particular uh, social media pages. Like let's say for for uh, the UK artists, the UK drill rappers and all that, they always pay this particular page to post their music videos there. I think you've seen Grind Daily, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's famous where many UK artists just post their videos and boom, you know, it's yeah. a breakthrough all of a sudden. Same thing with American artists. They pay up so many things. Like you just need like minimum $100,000 for you to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, proceed. You're also saying something. Yeah, I was just looking at that about um, this guy, what's his name? Post Malone. Where growing up, used to pop. He had the best songs. Like, congratulations. Then recently uploaded a video of a song that got about um, like 10K, around 10K views in uh, one hour. And just seeing how because he's someone just saying how he's trying to get off his record label and trying to not go solo, and you can see the power yeah. of, as you said, management and the people you work with. Because sometimes yeah. you think you've made it and ukosawa, but really, Ukumbali. there's only a people who can actually reach that point where wakosawa without their management. Exactly. And um, for you, even with you talked about. Uh, as Kenyans, we're not paying attention to our Kenyan artists. Why do you think that is so? And uh, what can we do? Because as a consumer, personally, is it more, would I, would you say that I'm generally not supporting Kenyan music because one, is Kenyan music not as good? Or two, is it that I've not decolonized my mind so much so that I prefer music from the West compared to my own music? Or I don't feel like Kenyan music is cool and my vibe. That's why I prefer Western music. So why do you think as Kenyans were doing wrong to not pay attention to you guys? It's all in the mentality. Kenyan mm-hmm. music is work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you grow up with that mentality and stick to it, Kenyan music, every time you listen to it, no matter how good it is, you'll never like it. Uh-huh. So I feel people should change their mentality towards Kenyan artists. That's number one. Number two, also from the artists themselves, they can't just sit back and wait for people to just find them and search for Kenyan music. You know, 
Yeah. Even for those people who appear when they're being searched on, they put a lot of work to appear in those platforms, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of marketing. Yeah. So I feel also if you want to be hard, put in the work. There's nothing mm-hmm. that comes easy. That's one thing I've learned. There's nothing easy in this world. Nothing at all. You just have to put in the work. If you're passionate and want to grow in any particular industry, you have to put in the work. A good example is also you. How did you get your podcast to be heard? I was there in your journey, mm-hmm. marketing, talking yeah. to people, putting yourself out there. You have to put in the work, bro. There's mm-hmm. no industry that comes easy. There's no art that comes easy, bro. If you want your work to be seen, put in the work, market, talk to people. You know, socialize yeah. and all that. There's a lot to be. So it should come from both sides. First of all, from the Kenyans themselves to change their mentality and give us, the Kenyan uh, music and artists, a chance. Then mm-hmm. from the artist side, to put in the work to also be heard. You can't also yeah. be just waking up, make a song and drop it and expect it to be, you know, to be heard. I personally go through a particular, you know, several processes before I drop a song. I have mm-hmm. professionals. Okay, let me call them professionals because they've been in the industry longer than I've been here. Yeah? I have particular friends I send to producers who've been producing music. I send to them and I'm like, yo, thoughts on this song? Tell me the truth. You know, oh, yeah, you also need people to tell you the truth about your song. You know, you might think you are doing that. You know, you're making amazing music, but you're actually making nonsense. Mm-hmm. Not that every song needs to have meaning, but every song needs to make sense. Yeah. You, know, you can just be saying things and, you know, that's you just wasting your time. But yeah. Yeah. You have to put in the work and yeah. you have to actually chuck something or release something worth listening to. True, true, true. Again, Even that... Same as, uh-huh. same as mm-hmm. your podcast. You just don't wake up and, yeah, let's talk about anything. You, yeah. You have to structure, uh, you know, scan the area, make sure you've chosen the right topic, yara, yara, then that's when you, you know, drop something. So for you, how do you, as you said, nothing comes easy. So how do you not give up? Especially in a world where we see people, as it, the term goes, komoka, or guys blowing up very fast these days. And sometimes you feel like you're putting in the work, but it's taking forever before you actually blow up. And sometimes you, put, you, you believe so much in your craft. And uh, sometimes you see people who probably... And, you feel personally are not as good as you or your friends make you feel like you're very good and so you're wondering why you're not blowing up so for you how do you keep stay grounded and make sure you're not giving up and hoping that one day it's a jeeper okay for me i enjoy what i do that's number mm-hmm. one if you enjoy what you do i don't think you'll stop for anything you know mm-hmm. if you enjoy and you're passionate about what you're doing I don't think it's top. <laughs> a good example is people doing medicine. You just have to have passion. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't just wake up and go do medicine, you know? Yeah. Because it's not an easy path. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I personally enjoy what I'm doing and I'm passionate. Number two, uh, comments from new people every day keep me moving, you know? Because mm-hmm. every day or every month, at least I get a comment or a response from a new listener saying they love what I'm doing. You see, 
those particular comments go a long way yeah so such keep me going and keep me doing what i do because mm-hmm. it means people are actually listening and people are actually paying attention to some acts yeah Number three also you can even if no one talks or you don't receive any comment or feedback you can just see from your plays if you plays this month was 200 tomorrow it's 300 it means you're doing something mhm so that keeps me going yeah and number four, uh the people around me always hit me the truth and if i'm doing something good they will genuinely tell me magoma you're going somewhere because we love what you're doing like we can see the effort and we can hear it even from the quality of music you keep on making every time you drop you're not going back you're going forward you get yeah so that also motivates me like people around me are genuinely appreciating what i'm doing mhm that keeps me going and even now with you talk mm-hmm. you talk a lot about um, people around you being very honest with you mm-hmm. it was at first at first was it very easy and now has it become very easier to hear the truth even when the truth is not the best thing or the thing you want to hear or is it you know a lot of people i thought i realized a lot of people think they want the truth but really don't want the truth so for you how did you come to that point where you want your friends to genuinely tell you the truth and not just to gas you up day in day out because sometimes you put um, in a lot of work to that song but your friends just mm-hmm. tell you hey bro this one z but for you you know you put in the work but yeah 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 and how does it keep you not from being discouraged Uh, so I have two groups of people I send my songs to. Mm-hmm. I send my songs to my like small circle and I also send my songs to producers as I've told you. Yeah. So I get feedback from both sides. So for my friends, they might today they might be like, "Hey, Magoma, that song is fire." But the producer will be like, "Bro, <laughs> you can do better." Mhm. So you see, I'm working with someone in the uh with experience and people who just enjoy listening to music so from mm-hmm. your end let me give you, like let me ask you from your end who would you pick someone who's been in the podcast industry for days or your friends podcast industry exactly mm-hmm. then the times both parties agree yeah so at the end of the day i weigh my options and of course i listen to the producer and of mm-hmm. course the producer sometimes is not always right 24/7 Yeah. You know. So I always send to my friends who also make music. Mhm. If I'm not satisfied with what the producer said, because yeah. the producer will be like your song you can do you can do better. But when you send uh-huh. to this guy who's also been singing uh, longer than you, he's like, "Hey, that's a nice song." Your friends are also say like that's a way which song to, you know, to release yeah. and which song is the best, which song is not the best. Mhm. And at other times, I just don't send to anyone, and I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> I trust this song. I know this song is good. I love it. I can't stop listening to it. Mm. That's it. I'm dropping it. You know? Yeah. Then there's that. But most of the time, I usually send to these particular groups of people to give me their feedback. Of course, not everything they say is true sometimes, but I go with the faith that you know, <laughs> you know. I mean yeah. I have better ears you know not you also you sometimes you can be making something and you're like hey ikiti maybe but you know it took conceits nothing 
yeah. so sometimes it's good to get feedback from people that's why even you know big companies always drop drop out questionnaires about their services and all that they want to hear what the people because at the end of the day it's these particular people who will be your you know your yeah. consumers yeah mm. exactly so that's how basically i work and yeah i'm able to release some good stuff so even as you make music and we yes, even know what you've said do you put yourself first or is it your audience that comes first because obviously even you check your analytics you and tell these type of songs blow up more than these mm-hmm. types of songs but then sometimes you're like my i genuinely enjoy making these type of songs are not blowing up too much vis-a-vis they're blowing up too much so at the end of the day which one mm-hmm. which one should matter most when you do advise someone to focus on because at the end of the day someone needs mm-hmm. to put food on the table so should yeah, I focus yeah. on the art that makes me the most streams or I should just try to follow this person that's not making the most streams at the moment and hope that one day it will make the most streams? Uh, that's a good one. So um, I personally have tasted all genres. I've done electric. I've done genge. I've done R&B. I've done Afro. So from my analytics, Afro and Genge are usually the top. Mm-hmm. But Genge is short term. It reaches a point people get bored with it. But Afro, it's continuous. Even till date, if I go seeing painting anywhere, people will just be happy. Mm-hmm. So I work with what I'm really good at, which is Afro. So my mm-hmm. advice to people is this. Stick to what you're good at and improve it every single day. Don't mm. focus. If you've dropped something and people really like it, yeah, and can't stop listening to it till death, that's your sound right there. That's your sound. Mm-hmm. Even if you have hope that that one will blow more, trust me, once you drop that one song that people love, stick to that particular genre and grow it. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's where your fan base is at. That's what yeah. people love from you individually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stick to what you're good at and improve it. And so, personally, uh-huh. for me, it's Afro. Uh-huh. So, that's why this album that's coming, it's all Afro. All yeah, actually, Afro. talk to me about this new album that's uh, dropping. What do we, what should we expect? What went to the process of you making this new album? Did you just wake up one day, recorded songs every day? for one day and uh, decided it's out. How long have you been preparing for this album? Tell me a bit about the new album. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The new album, first of all, it's called The King of Hearts. Why the king? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, kings are great rulers in the olden times. Why the heart? Uh, the heart is the most delicate organ. And it is a great seat of intelligence and motion so if you have control of your heart i don't think you are you know you can be stopped because mm-hmm. you know your heart and you you know because heart and mind together you are you know you're unstoppable as long as you're strong in those particular you know areas so this album i worked on it during my long holiday that was from john uh, end of Jan till April there. That's the album I've been working on. 
it's full afro good vibes uh king of hearts i mean i feel like it's self-explanatory it's me <laughs> a letter to a lover i uh, you know um to find someday you know someday mm-hmm. but yeah it's just uh what happens in the relationship what happens outside the relationship and what to do to get there you know king mm-hmm. of hearts and all that but it's all good vibes if y'all are gabzi lovers just know gabzi inspired this whole album mm-hmm. listen to gabzi advise you to listen to king of hearts because same vibe yeah and it's all afro so if you love afro music afro fusion afro beat this one's for you hey and uh, even that we talked about 10 figures a bit earlier and uh, uh-huh. uh, I was just uh, talking to someone the other day and just how probably in Kenya there's very many starving artists so your art is good but you're not being compensated well and like this is which I actually value your art like probably the worst so even as you wind up I wanted to ask you is the future bright for the music industry is the future bright for Kenyan artists should uh, someone would you advise someone to actually take a chance with uh, their music? First of all, the future is bright for Kenyan for Kenyan music because nowadays, as you can see, many events, it's not the same faces you get to see all the time. At you. Uh, you know, there's this repetition of faces, <laughs> recycling of faces like Lil Minor and all that. At least you get to see new faces all the time so there's hope and if you're really putting in the work and you know marketing mm-hmm. yourself really well and making some good music trust me there's hope for you mm. so don't stop don't stop what you're doing as long as people are appreciating every single day at least you can see this progress yeah keep on pushing but there's hope this hope because yeah mm-hmm. yes maybe when you at sometimes i'm sitting back and i'm like hey how <laughs> you know yeah. i never knew that there will come a day people will actually start listening to me you to know, some mugs uh-huh to some mugs himself i never knew there will come a day ever ever in my life that people will sit down and pay attention and listen you know add me to their playlist and just you know like every day when they wake up that's a playlist they keep on playing and i'm like don't believe nabado to give you the world yes hey bro apo si sasa tunaomoka kimajimbo you know hey even last of the last um parental talk me a bit about parental support uh because i know especially when for people who pursue art it's very mm-hmm. crucial but and again at the same time it's never given as much the same way like your parents would support you academically if you're going for academic trips if you're doing academic uh, things they'd support you wholeheartedly but people who do art parents are more reserved so one would you blame parents for being that reserved about no. art and two for someone who's currently not receiving that parental support, even though they want to delve into their art, what would you tell them? Huh. So, people who are not receiving parental support, huh. I feel you there. 
I personally receive parental support. I'm not saying I don't receive parental support. I receive parental support through, you know, having a roof under my head, over my head, uh, having uh, food every day, having power <laughs> and all that. That's the support I receive. And of course, through the allowance I get, you understand? Mm-hmm. I feel people should also take that as parental support. I know people expect more like, you know, your parents should give you money for this particular music video for you to go to the studio. Personally, I started, I touched the studio for the first time in my life last year. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life. All this other time, I've been recording with my phone. As I've told you, I got the iPhone. I've been recording with my phone and headphones. So I don't think you not <clears throat> getting parental support should stop you. See, you have a phone from your parents that support. Because I also don't blame the parents who don't support the art their children are doing because of their various reasons. I can't blame them. If your parents believe in that, changing that belief will be hard. But Mm -hmm. someone told me, the day you're mocker, they'll see it. Yeah. (laughs) So my (laughs) advice to you, just a mocker so that they can see it. Instead Mm of whining every single day and complaining that my parents are not supporting me enough, I don't think that should ever stop you. Yeah, that's just an excuse for you to, you know, slow down on your art. I've mm. never slowed down, and you know, and I'll never slow down. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get the monetary support for going to the studio every single time and all that, but me having this particular allowance, I break it down and save it. I break it down and save it. Mm-hmm. So me saving it, me saving it has allowed me to do so much and grow. You understand? Yeah. Because for me to go to that studio, I had to save for four months. You understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't let you not getting parental support in any way stop you. Yeah. And again, also my friends have supported. Like, you know, they've come through also financially in some ways. You get mm-hmm. Yes. So you not getting support let me repeat, you're not getting support, you're not stopping. Yeah. It will never stop you. I've been recording with my phone, painting, fully recorded with my phone. Hey, fully. Uh-huh. And it blew up. Yeah. Uh, which other songs? Even uh, this coming album, there's a song called Bad Energy. I recorded it with my phone. Until it, I still recorded my phone. <clears throat> but if you listen to the quality, you'll be like, come, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I can't afford the studio personally. So most mm-hmm. of the songs I make is through my phone and that's how I survive. I had yeah. to save to buy myself a microphone for the laptop so that at least I can get more and better quality. Yeah. I had to save. See support at microphone. I had to save. So mm-hmm. sometimes the little things come in big, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So be a good manager of your money and watch yourself grow <laughs> with that money you save. True. I think yes. even that lesson is something that teach you that you've taught yourself is that something that will come to help you even in the future and you make big buck and so you learn how to be a good steward of your money because you can see we know a lot of people who blown up then they have the money then the next year no none of the money but for you at least you learn how to be disciplined with your money and I love how you also said you really can't blame your parents because again at the end of you the day they don't know better for them education is what they're giving you what matters that, yes mm-hmm. but as you said the day you're flying them in first class and taking them to europe uh 
Asia yeah. and wherever, they'll see that, yeah, it actually yeah. makes sense that they did this. So, Twitter class the Bushan pod for us to go the button Bushan on Instagram. And guys, tell us all you've learned about music today. Don't forget to stream Magoma's new album that's dropping. Have I'm a lovely week ahead, folks, and cheers. Yeah.